Hello and welcome to a quickie episode in our APW podcast series. APW advises expats from all over the world on buying UK property. My name is Paul Shearer and today's topic is tax and we're very lucky we've got an expert guest with us today as well as Callum Williamson from APW. We've looked at tax payable on property when you own as an individual in an earlier podcast so have a rummage back through your podcast place and and find that episode if you're interested but we're going to carry on with our forays into UK property today, with our guests putting on their mental walking boots and going for a stroll into this varied landscape. So we're joined by APW's Callum Williamson. Hi, Paul. And our special expert guest, Bianca Vandenberg from GetGround. Hello, Bianca. Welcome. Hello. Hello, Paul. Hi, Callum. Uh, uh, Tell us a bit about GetGround then and uh, what it is that you do. Um, Yeah, so at GetGround, we specialise in the setting up and the structuring of companies for the sole purpose of property holding. And we then take on the role of the company secretaries for those companies that are created. So this means we'll take on the accounting, the bookkeeping, the company auditing, um, all of the secretarial services will be taken on by us. Uh, And aside from this, we spend a lot of time educating the industry, uh, educating industry professionals, um, and as well as individual investors on how to best structure their investments. So our main goal is to bring trust and transparency to the market and to provide an easy solution to a historically complicated and probably quite outdated process. Well, that's uh, why you've been invited onto this podcast today, because uh, your topic is exactly what we require, the um, tax payable through a limited company when you own a property. So you've set up a company, uh, and you want to buy property, why would you need to do this? Um, Callum, tell us about the good old days before this became so, as popular a route as it is today. Sure. Uh, just quickly before going into that, uh, I'd like to say very excited to have Bianca on the podcast. Um, so thanks, Bianca, for coming on. It's one of the sort of most common questions we're getting at the moment from clients um, you know, in the Middle East, in Asia, wherever they may be, is should I should I set up a company to own my property through? Um, and hopefully we'll show people why. But in the good old days, so a few years ago, a buy-to-let mortgage was a tax-efficient way of becoming a residential landlord. A thing called MIRAS, or Mortgage Interest uh, Relief at Source, allowed you to deduct your mortgage interest and finance costs from the taxable income before paying tax, which means you could save thousands and thousands of pounds in the process before you had to pay tax. It created a massive incentive to buy property, especially as interest rates tumbled after the, the 08 crash, as we discussed last week. Uh, property looked like a good place to park your money. So the government sought to rein in the buy-to-let market, first by introducing the stamp duty. Um, if Stuart was here, he'd tell you it's a heinous, heinous tax. Um, and then secondly, it decided to reduce the amount of relief available on the mortgage interest. This came in in April 2017 where it fell by 25% per year over the following four years before being replaced by a basic rate a relief of 20% in 2020. It hit higher rate taxpayers the hardest, as it meant they were now paying 40 or even 45% tax on rental income from property held in the UK. And then off the back of that, everyone started to look, look for ways around this and more tax efficient ways to own property. And that's where sort of company formation and setting up companies started to become more popular. Yes, yeah, so which is where um, GetGround came in. You've established an entirely online process as well, haven't you? It's very quick to set up a company. Tell us a bit about that, Bianca. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, we we have, and in fact, we're the only company um, formation agent uh, that specializes or that only sets up companies for uh, for property. We don't set up any other companies. Everything is done online, so we're di- directly plugged into companies' house. Legal documents are issued online and signed electronically. Uh, bank accounts are opened online, um, so everyone can set up their own SPV from the comfort of their home, really. Well, with the government reducing this buy-to-let route for owning property, why have they not minded uh, with the company formation route? What, what's going on? Yeah, that's correct. So the UK government, first of all, wanted to professionalise the, the rental industry even further. Um, so the, the rental market is such a fast-growing market, and, and it has been for such a long time. And by encouraging investors to treat it more like a business, um, it should be more professional. But then other than that, with the reduced sort of investment returns uh, following Section 24, it really, I guess investors would probably try and do everything they could, uh, not having to pay income tax, because uh, 40, 45% income tax uh, payable your rental income is, that's a big chunk of money. So the government really wanted more transparency and more visibility. And of course, companies by law have to do their tax filing every year. Um, so they can ensure that the correct taxes are being paid. And at the end of the day, if you have more people paying tax, even if it's a lower percentage, you will have more money in the pot. So that's why the government is really actively encouraging investors to buy through these company structures. And that is in fact also the reason why they have made some funding available to us and they have allowed us to to plug our technology directly into their system. So we can set up a company within 48 hours, uh, we can do all of the tax filing electronically, and that's just a very easy way of, of going about this, really. So the Treasury likes the transparency of the, the, um, of the process. Uh, you mentioned Section 24. Uh, what is that? So Section 24 um, is that change in legislation um, where um, where you can no longer offset your full mortgage interest from your tax bill. Okay, so that was the mortgage interest relief uh, reduction that we talked about earlier. Okay, well, um, let's dive into the tax question. So we've got the rental income comes in. Uh, so we've got the tax on the rental income. We've got stamp duty tax if you're buying or if you're selling uh, or if you're trading in property in some way, if you're transferring. Uh, you've got corporation tax, um, inheritance tax planning will come in, and then we've got the tax on the shares when you transfer shares to consider. So uh, let's start with rental income. Why is it better in a company? We touched on this earlier, but uh, just explain again why it's better in a company. Yeah, so corporation tax is um, is a flat rate of nineteen percent. Well, it is now. Um, this might, well, this will be increased um, as of next year in April. But corporation taxes is nineteen percent. Um, income tax for individuals is twenty percent after the initial twelve thousand seven hundred and fifty pounds income tax free allowance. So that's already um, that's already a saving. And then the tax-free allowance is offset against the fact that you can claim finance costs when you own a company. So for higher rate taxpayers, the saving is even greater and they'd save over half uh, on tax on the income simply by buying through a company. Okay. Obviously, this is something that you do. Uh, you run all the books um, for these companies as a service, uh, but you know, individuals should check with their own tax advisors and accountants uh, for the best way to structure things and they can seek advice from other other tax professionals should they wish it. That's a sort of caveat there, but uh, 
what what about this uh, mortgage interest relief, the loan, the finance costs? So that is all claimable through a company. Is that right? Correct. 100% of the mortgage interest is tax deductible from the rental income. And for individuals, you get a basic rate credit only. Okay, so that's the the finance costs are deductible in a company. What about the rental income? It's going to the company. What do you do if you want to get some of that money out for yourself? How, how does that work? Yeah, there's a few ways of taking money out of the company. And it's it's very easy actually to do so. Um, so you can take a blend of salary, dividends, uh, director loans, repayments. Um, and you can also make a pension fund contribution if your pension fund is HMRC approved. Okay. So various ways of making it tax friendly and, and efficient for you. Uh, you can also leave the money in the company, uh, which you know is a way of building up a deposit for another purchase, presumably, if you if that's a route you want to go and you want to own more than one property. Um, uh, wh- why doesn't everyone do it? Wh- what are the downsides? You know, why doesn't everyone do it? I think, like uh, with a lot of these things with property, you know, you need to figure out your goals and, and why you're buying and look at your situation in isolation because every situation is different you know it's it's never ever a case of one size fits all and that's even more so the case when setting up a company um you know are you planning on moving back to the uk will you ever be using up that tax-free allowance are you planning on buying one property two property three properties where will the properties be what are the values do you already have existing property where's your spouse from are they from the uk or do they hold a different passport you know all of these things are things you need to consider when you're setting up or thinking about setting up a, a company and you know if you're thinking you're just going to buy one property and that's it and you're never going to go back to the uk and the income is going to be less than twelve thousand pounds from the property then just buy it in your own name because you're not going to have to pay tax on it because your income's less but if it's going to be two or three properties and you are going to go back to the uk then okay well then we should start looking at a property so are there any downsides i mean i wouldn't necessarily do it if you were thinking of only just buying one perhaps although Bianca may disagree with me so so you've got to look at your situation and and make the decision and speak to Bianca or speak to ourselves or or just do your own independent research I think yes obviously as a company director you have responsibilities of the filing of the annual accounts you've got to register with company's house as you say you get ground does that as a service Bianca um, but um you know, there is still a certain amount of bureaucracy that you've got to keep your eye on, and it takes a bit of time and effort. Some directors of companies as well are notoriously shy, and they don't really like their affairs being um, made public. And there is now uh, ownership of companies, it has to be made public, which they might not like. That's just one other downside. So that's some positives and negatives. You're saving tax on the rental income, especially if you're a higher rate taxpayer. You're getting tax relief on the loan payments through the company, uh, the full amount. Uh, you've got some responsibilities as a company owner and your ownership is out there in the public domain um you've got some options on to how to get the money out of the company some salary some dividends you'll be paying taxes on those with different rates and allowances that are too complicated to go into here but that's why you should then seek the advice and just check your own sums and and make sure that this solution works for you but what about the other taxes that we talked about the stamp duty, capital gains, inheritance tax planning uh, issues. Callum? Sure. So I think I think to start with from an inheritance uh, tax planning perspective, just to, just to go with that one, I mean, there are benefits to setting up a company in terms of 
if you're looking to pass on properties or sort of leave leave a legacy for your children you can add them as directors into the company and so you're not um you know you're not paying inheritance tax passing that over to them i think uh i will defer to bianca on this because she is the expert and while she's here we might as well make the most of it so from an inheritance tax perspective bianca what would you say you know what are the the major benefits well, inheritance tax is also payable on shares, uh, first of all, because your company shares will form part of your estate in the UK and therefore is subject to inheritance tax. Um, but the mechanism of gifting shares is far easier and cost effective compared to the mechanism of gifting property. Um, so the ownership of the property doesn't actually change, which means that the title deeds with land registry doesn't need to be amended. Solicitors don't need to be involved. We're actually FCA regulated and, and we're authorized to handle share transfers, but you could action a share transfer within 48 hours. Sorry, FCA is the Financial Conduct Authority. So I'm just <laughs> chipping in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, share transfers are actioned very quickly. Um, 0.5% stamp duty is payable on the value of the shares that are being gifted. And because it's such an, an easy and cost-effective way of gifting, you could do this multiple times. You don't have to bring your 18-year-old kids into the ownership of the property. Um, whereas with the company, you can gift small portions and the more mature your children are, the more you can resign from the company and then eventually you would have gifted the full property to your children. Um, now, of course, the sooner you gift shares, the more likely it is that you then live for another seven years. And if seven years have passed between gifting and death, inheritance tax becomes nil. So you cannot avoid paying inheritance tax, but it's just all a lot easier to mitigate. Oh, I see. Okay. Shares. So um, that's an that's an interesting benefit of the company. But the and like you say, the property still resides; it's still owned by the company in that process. What if you want to sell a property that is in a company? Um, what happens there? You know, what's your exit strategy for companies? Perhaps we could talk a little bit about that. There's two things you can do. You either sell the asset from the company and then you wind up the company, or you can sell 100% of the company shares. And each of these options do come with lower taxes uh, compared to, to the taxes payable if you own a property in your own personal name. Um, so for example, if you're selling a property yourself, an investment property, capital gains tax could be as high as 28%. However, if the company is selling off the assets, Corporation tax is lower, so that's a saving there. If you're selling 100% of the company shares, there's a few advantages to it. First of all, your buyer does not pay any stamp duty land tax. They'll just be paying 0.5% stamp duty, again, on the value of the shares. The value of the shares is linked to the transaction price that's been agreed um, because there's no land transaction taking place. Now, other than that, capital gains tax on shares is much lower than capital gains tax on property. Okay, I think I follow that. What about the other way? If you have a property and then you set up a company and you want to transfer the property into the company? That is possible. It can be a costly exercise um, because that is considered a sale and that would trigger stamp duty land tax again. Uh, as well as possibly capital gains tax if the property has increased in value. Right. So you've already paid the stamp duty land tax as, a, as an individual buyer, and then you transfer it into a company and you've got to pay it again. And probably that is also with the extra second home ownership, 3% added uh, as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, that's why it's uh, it's it's important that you think about the structure 
before you complete your transaction. Okay. Any final thoughts, Callum? Just to, I think, just to reiterate, you know, the importance of of planning beforehand and looking at your situation and and you know starting with your goal and working backwards and seeing how it fits within that. Yeah, I think that's that's the most important thing for me. Uh, Bianca, what about you? Yeah, I I agree with that, um, and I think it's also important to surround yourself. Uh, with a team of trustworthy professionals who can guide you along the way and who do have your best interests at heart. And if I want to set up a Get Ground company, how do I do it? Well, I guess most people want to have a little bit more information to see what they're signing up to. Um, so we obviously offer uh, free consultations. They can have a, a little look on our website. There's a lot of information online. We've got a very good learning center on our website, uh, but always happy to speak to someone one-on-one. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for your expertise today, uh, Bianca. Uh, Very helpful. And I'm sure there's more in this area that we can explore in future podcasts if you would uh, like to join us again. And we can discuss that after the podcast. Um, That's all we have time for today. Thank you very much, Callum. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you so much. Uh, Next week, we'll be answering a frequently asked question from the APW's extensive inbox. Uh, Until then... It's goodbye for me, Paul Shearer. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.